You're listening to Brew Time Podcast. I'm your host Fiona and these are brew-length episodes full of content tips to help you with your small business. So pop the kettle on, grab yourself a brew and today I'm talking about how to structure your blocks. Okay, so in a recent episode of this podcast, I think it was four or five weeks ago, I'll link to it in the show notes, um, I talked about how if you wanted to repurpose your blog content, it came down to making sure you got the structure right and that the headings are really important in that. And I was chatting to someone who listened to the episode and they were like, yeah, that's great, but I don't know what headings are. And you didn't really say how to structure blog posts. So I wanted to do an episode on how to structure blog posts. And this can work for, well, it's specifically about writing blogs, but you know you can apply this to podcasts and videos as well. So before I start, I'm going to make making two assumptions here. And that's firstly that you know what it is you're going to write about. You've already done that research. You've already made the decision about what's the subject you need to write about. And that secondly, you've written a blog before. You don't need that basic, this is what your blog should include. If you do need that stuff, connect with me on LinkedIn and send me a message or send me an email. The email's going to be in the show notes as well. I just want to go through my approach and how I write a blog, basically. And as I said in previous episodes, I create the headings first. So your headings are the bits, the the one lines is normally like three or four words that split up the um, body of the text. Now, the headline is known as your H1 heading. That is the number one pay attention to me heading on the blog. It's your headline. I want you to take that, put that to one side for a second because I'm not going to talk about that just yet. The ones that I want to talk about are your H2 headings. So they're the secondary headings. They're the ones that if you were to skim read a blog, you should get the gist or the story of what that blog is from those headings. And that's why they're important, because people skim read your blogs and they'll just read the headings. And if there's something about those headings that pull them in, then they'll read more of the detail of the paragraphs. I tend to get the blank page and I'll write down everything I want to say. That tends to become the draft heading. Yeah, if I go away and come back, then I know where I've got to and what I actually wanted to say because I might, you know, get disturbed or have a phone call or something, by which point I've forgotten what I was thinking about writing about. So if I've got the headings there, then that's great. So you've got all that in place. Next, you're going to write the introduction. Now, introductions, I like to think of stepping into them sideways. And what I mean by this is the first few paragraphs that you will write for your introduction are probably not going to be your introduction. So I will just start writing, kind of like free writing, whatever's coming out of my head. And it's probably a lot of waffle and going around in circles. And then maybe on paragraph three, I've got to the point. So I'll delete all the stuff I've written before, start paragraph three, getting straight to the point. What is it I want to say? Um, The reason I think it's good to just start writing and not worry about too much and not overthink it is because it's a bit like a it's a writing warm-up essentially like if you were going to go to the gym 
or for a run, then you wouldn't just hit it with the most extreme exercise first. You'd warm your muscles up a bit, you'd build some heat, you'd get yourself into the idea that your body's going to have to move. And you kind of you getting your brain into that way of thinking that you need to get these ideas out. And your brain's a muscle, it needs warming up. So your introduction, not getting it right first time or writing a load of waffle and by paragraph three you've kind of got there, that's your warm up. Um, and do you know what? I do this all the time. No one sees my first drafts apart from me because I go into it like like that. Um, I like think of it as approaching it sideways, kind of sneaking up on the blog a bit like a crab. And yeah, eventually I go around the houses and I get there. Um, and while we're on this, if you can delete, say, the first and last paragraph of your work and it still makes sense doing that, do it, delete it, cut it. Um, I'm going to get more into editing later but yeah that's generally what you should do so you've got your introductions you've got your headings next you're going to fill out the body of your blog so fill out the main things you want to say about each of those h2 headings or subheadings and it's a sneaky way it's like you know when you're in school and your teacher's going you must plan your essay and no one ever plans their essay well you've just kind of planned your essay by writing your headings you know what you're going to say you just need to fill out big bits to it when you've done all that you can write your conclusion which is what's the overall point do you want people to take from this article what's the one takeaway do you want your reader to have what's your argument what is the conclusion don't put for your heading conclusion put you know like what it is what you're saying um you might want to circle back to the beginning and say and tie, make sure all the loose ends are tied up or if you've created questions within the blogs, have you created the content that answers those questions? Or if not, have you answered the questions in the blog? So that's the writing side of it, mostly. I'm going to come on to headlines, as promised, in a minute. What I'll then do is go through and think about the pictures and the graphics. And do pictures need to be there? How long is the blog? Do the pictures need to break up the blog? And do they add anything to the story? Now... I love Creative Commons images. It's a great free way for you to put images on your website, but they are overused. There are real big downsides to using them. Like someone could just take away the rights and you wouldn't realise it. And also they appear on many other websites. So if you can, if you need to use Creative Commons images, and I totally get it that you do, I do as well, um, because hiring a photographer is expensive, although it's one of those things you should invest in if you've got the budget. But if you don't, and many small businesses don't, use them, but cut them up, put your own slants on them, make them look in your brand and look like your style. Or go with graphics. Go, there's nothing better on the blog than an infographic. So go with graphics that tell the information in a different way, break it up. Hire a graphic designer or an illustrator. There's some brilliant illustrators out there. I'll link to, to one in my blog, uh, my blog, sorry, in my podcast notes. I'll link to one in my podcast notes called Amy Nolan, who is absolutely fantastic. 
But honestly, like hiring someone to create a graphic, even if it's just one graphic for your blog that you can reuse in social media, will make your content stand out more than anyone else's. So once you've thought about your pictures, I want you to add more colour into it. And this means finding out the facts and the statistics. Is there an expert voice you can add? Is there a flip side of the argument that you can bring into it? What can you do to give this more than what a normal blog would have? Now, I know that asking someone for a quote to include on the blog is kind of putting your blogging timetable onto their timetable. But there's nothing wrong with hitting publish and then adding their quote in afterwards. And in fact, sometimes that can be even better because you're giving yourself an excuse to re-promote the work because you've added something to it. Um, next is you want to add a call to action. At the end, throughout, depends how long it is, you want to tell your readers to do one specific thing from this blog. Decide what that one thing is and make sure that it's in there. There's not, you know, your blog is there to essentially sell your product or service. So make sure it does the hard work of trying to sell your product or service and taking that customer onto the next step of the journey. So it doesn't need to be buy my product. It could be read this blog, sign up to this freebie that I give it, like you can have, get in touch with me, subscribe to the newsletter, any of those things. Don't make it all of them. Just one thing that you want them to do. Make it a small thing, a tiny commitment that they need to make, but make sure you include it. Okay, you've done all that. Now I want you to think about the headline. So this is a super short episode. I'm not going to go into the mechanics of how you find a headline. I'm just going to say that it is the most important thing on your blog. That's why I leave it to last, because I like to have the blog written. I'll put in a holding temporary headline there, and then once I've written the blog, I'll go back and say, does this say what I need it to say? Does it do what I need it to do in such a small space, which is get someone to read the blog? Chances are it doesn't, and I'll change it. Or you can test it. There's some really cool ways that you can test headlines. But again, this is a a short episode, so I'm not going to go into them in this episode. I might do one about them later on. Um, But let's say you've got your most amazing kick-ass headline. It's up there. It's Freddie Star Ate My Hamster Style headline, and you're super happy with it. Then, um, apparently, Freddie Star never ate the hamster, just as a total aside there and he hated that that headline and I don't blame him um right so once you've got your headline you're totally not ready to press publish and I'm if you've got background noise here on this podcast episode it's because the windows are open because it's quite hot at the moment um right so once you've written it you need to go back and edit do not do this immediately after writing your blog it's not going to work if you can get someone else to do it, if you can't, give it a day, sleep on it, and then edit it and edit it some more. And when you've finally done that, give it a final proofread. I guarantee you, the moment you press publish, you're going to find another error, or worse, someone else is going to find another error and tell you about it. I mean, it's great if they tell you about it because you can go in and change it, or you'll notice it a year down the line and cringe. If you're going to proofread, get someone to do it for you, if you can. 
if you can't, read it aloud. Or change the font and reread it. That sometimes throws up some interesting things as well. If you know you make certain mistakes, if you get your, you, your yours wrong or your theirs or your apostrophes, just go through and check it. Um, you might run it through Grammarly or Hemingway. They're great, but I'd also say be wary of it stripping your copy of its tone of voice sometimes as well. Sometimes things can be technically, grammatically incorrect, but be in your tone of voice. And that's okay if that's how you want to write. So, you know, just, just think about it in the context of the wider blog. And, and that's it. So it's a little bit, I was hoping it to be less than a 10 minute episode, but how to structure a blog is a huge subject. And I really do hope it's helped you. Um, I really do hope that if you're listening to this, you can apply it to other things that you are writing about or like to like videos or podcasts you're making. Because I do use the same kind of structure to my podcasts as I do for my blog. I do plan them and test them and, and see what works. Um, really connect with me on LinkedIn if you use this and let me know how you've got on with it. I'd love to read a blog that you've written as a result of using this method. Um, yeah, I really would do. So send me a, a connection request on LinkedIn or my email will be on the show notes or on my website as well. So that's it for this week. It was a slightly longer episode than usual, but thank you for listening. Let me know if you found it helpful. Do get in touch and I will see you next week.